Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke Steele. Joining me on the show is Gareth from Future Fitness in Farnsworth, UK. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Hi, Brooke. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. Really excited at the opportunity to have you here sitting in front of me. Um, thanks for making some time. I know gym owner life is super crazy, so it means a lot that you squeezed us in. Before we kind of dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys do over at Future Fitness, give me a little bit of background here. What was it that led to you going and opening up this gym? Okay, so going back a good few years, maybe 35 plus, um, I was really into sports, into football. Um, Unfortunately, I had quite a bad knee injury, so I couldn't play for around nine months. Uh, In that time, I was doing physio, so I was doing quite a lot of gym work. Um, so from there, I really got involved and enjoyed training every morning. Um, even on my 18th birthday, I was given a choice from my mum. She said, would you like a party or would you like a 12-month gym membership at one of the local gyms, which I took. So I've been into that um, for a long time. And then about 15 years ago, um, I was made redundant and an opportunity came up to half purchase a gym, which was the one in Farmworth, which I've got now. Um, and I've been there ever since. Okay, so you've been there ever since. How long exactly have you guys been there? I think it was 2006, June 2006 when I when I got. The gym was already open. It was been open 12 months, um, mm. and I came in uh, a year after it opened. Yeah. So I've been there ever since. That's awesome. All righty. So Future Fitness, kind of give us a good description of who you guys are and what services that you provide. I suppose we could call it an elevator pitch. Um, you know, so that our listener here really understands your business model. Okay. I, I, I mean, you hear the terms over here. I don't know whether you're familiar with that with spit and sawdust gyms. And we've also got the independence and, and the luxury gyms. I think we're somewhere in the middle. Um, it's a clean and tidy gym. We have a lot of equipment, a lot of dumbbells. It's a family run business, me and my business partner. And um, we're both very hands-on. We do maybe a third of the opening hours every week. Uh, we're open for around 100 hours in the week, and we probably cover 30 to 35 hours there. Um, it's a low-cost gym, but it's quality. We've got really, really good equipment. We buy all the best stuff we can from Hammer Strength, Life Fitness. We don't have a lot of each machine, but we've got everything in there. Um, it really works. We're conscious of the area that we're in. Um, it's sort of like socially deprived in a way, I would say. Um, so we've pitched the level of membership to get the numbers through. Um, and it's just a really good atmosphere. It's um, something that you can't buy. We, we, it's just very friendly. And uh, we get a lot of people through the door, maybe 200 a day, maybe more. Okay. Um, it's, you know, it, it, it ticks over really nicely. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like a a model where people kind of come in, they use the equipment, do their own programming, get in a good workout in an awesome community, and then kind of head home. Now, on top of that, do you guys offer group fitness or personal training at all? Okay. There's no space for group fitness, but we do have personal trainers. Um, We've got four at the moment, um, two females, two two guys. Um, They are self-employed, work for us, pay the rent in there. Um, 
the good thing about it is because of the level of rent that we charge, um, most of their clients aren't full members of our place. They come from other gyms to train with those guys. So it works both ways because we get extra membership from them coming in on a, on a one-off. Um, but we've also got PTs on show there for existing members if they need uh, any assistance. Okay. So with the personal training set of things, you know, you're doing the, the rent model. If you had to look at the revenue that your business is bringing in, what percent of the revenue is coming from that personal training style rent? Right. I would probably say um, on average, I would probably think 10 to 15% on a week would come from the PT. Yeah. So that's pretty much, you know, industry average for this style gym is about 10% or less. So kind of within that, that model. Um, and with, you know, the model that you're currently following, do you see that there's any like opportunity for growth in the personal training side of things within your business? Sure. Um, there's quite a lot of the hours. I mean, you can tell first thing in the morning from six o'clock when we open, um, the PTs are quite busy. A lot of people going before work. Well, there is times during the day where there are dead spots where there's not as many people in. But again, it's all about people being available at those times. I mean, because of the size of the gym, if we got 45 people in there, it's quite busy. So in the evening, if we had four or five personal trainers and they are clients, that would be near enough a quarter of our, our, our floor space taken up. So the PTs do try and judge what's best for them, that they can get the clients around. Um, so numbers wise we're probably at where we need to be uh, but there is scope during the day and off peak hours for um pt sessions mm -hmm. so with the trainers since they are operating kind of their own businesses under their roof are they responsible for getting like all of their own clients or do you guys help feed them any leads okay yeah we we obviously we do advertise we will we'll, a lot of people will ask um other PCs available. So again, I'll, I'll word up the PCs. Am I okay to send the Instagram or whatever? Uh, but they do adverts in the gym as well. And they're, they're on the floor there. So um, a lot of it is word of mouth because all our PCs have competed. They've been on stage at various uh, events. One guy has done quite a lot of boxing as well. So he's more into the fitness side. So, I mean, you know, the pictures are on the wall when they've competed and a lot of people look there and will ask you who they are. So, but they're very accessible, you know, four or five hours a day, they'll be in there. Yeah. Okay. I always like to talk about personal training because like in this business model, personal training is great because it costs more than the normal membership. So for somebody to take a personal training session, it's going to cost generally a lot more than the mm -hmm. normal uh, monthly gym membership. And so it's a huge level of opportunity for us as a business owner to really like capitalize on that. And personal training is something that our clients really benefit from because most people, you know, have specific goals and many people in the world do not know how to achieve them on their own. So if we can hand them the perfect thing, the personal trainer to help them reach that, you know, it's great for them and for the business. Um, but kind of like looking at the normal membership here, would you say that's kind of the bread and butter of what you do is kind of that open community style membership? Yeah, yeah. The benefit of how if I were places like I say it's so the one-off payments or the weekly or the monthly we've never gone down the direct debit routes uh, where people sign up for 12 months where we will keep them um I think in a way because we, we are independent and family run if someone comes to us during the week and says look I'm not getting paid till Friday or whatever it, we always let them train we won't turn them away because they've not got money there and then 
that's what works for us that way um because we don't want the people not to come in because you know what it's like if some guys don't come in monday tuesday wednesday they'll leave it for the week and sometimes the retention of getting them back is difficult but also what we don't want to do is put them under pressure um if they can't afford it um and then go down the, the route of trying to chase the money back because you never see those guys again so that's the way we work it that's the way that works for us Okay, so just so I fully understand this here is like people kind of come in, they pay for a month, and then they would come back again the next month to make another payment or kind of just so that I fully understand that. Yeah, so basically, we're given a membership number, um, join on the first, it expires on the 31st, and they pay again, either card or with cash, and then we don't tie them into contracts. Um, again, because of the area we are at, we have a lot of youngsters. So if you've got guys at college or uni, um, they don't want to sign up for 12 months, basically, because nine months of the year, they're not there. But because of the level of our memberships, they can come on the two weeks or three weeks off when it's spring break or whatever. They can join for a month, then go back to uni, come Christmas time, they'll come back to us. And that's the way it works. That's that works for us there. Okay. So you make it really convenient for your members to kind of pay like what makes sense for them. Yeah, you go, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So with with that, my question here is how do you as the business owner predict your monthly revenue? Right. Um, it is difficult because sometimes numbers through the door doesn't equate to what money you've taken. Um, the only thing I can do is being there for so long now, um, I can judge, I can look back on previous years and I know what level we're going to be at, whether we're going to have a drop at Christmas time, whether we have a drop in the school holidays or whatever. So I've got a pretty decent idea of what it will turn over. Um, one month may be bad around about December, but that will be made up in January, obviously. Um, so we're pretty average. When I've looked over the years and doing the books, um, it's pretty standard what I take a month. I pretty much know where it's going to be. Okay. Um, so kind of to move on from that, you've got your memberships now because you're, because you, people kind of like pay as they go. Do you know how many active members you have in the facility right now? Um, if I was to hazard a guess, I would probably think there must be between 300 and 350 monthly members that are active at the minute. Um, yearlies i would say it's probably 70 or 80 that signed up for the 12 months um but on any given day we could have 25 30 people paying casually through the door that's a little bit of an unknown that's the only thing that i can't really forecast or predict yeah okay so probably around 300 and 300 350 plus you've got around like let's just say 80 monthly memberships um is that a position yearly yearly yeah um so is that a place where you feel pretty comfortable pretty confident or ideally would you like to grow and take on more members um we we could take on more members again like i think i mentioned earlier on it depends on, on on the peak times it can get quite busy it can be quite daunting to try and find your way around especially on monday evenings and and then later in the week um but always willing to take more members on there is scope to do that 
Yeah. So let's talk about that growth process. Cause you know, out of everybody that I talk to here on the podcast, I feel like that's like one of the most common struggles right now, especially post pandemic is the idea of like growing and taking on new members. Cause people don't just like flock gyms anymore. So what do you guys do to grow? Like what are you doing within your community and beyond to get new faces in the front door of the gym? Okay. We, we are quite quite active in the area people do know us um we've got no we've got younger guys coming whose parents used to come years ago um again i think the biggest selling point for us we don't do extensive advertising on instagram we just put it's more quantity quality rather than quantity we don't put a lot out there we just put little snippets there and we do tend to get quite a lot of people again because we're a good cheap option People who are members of other gyms will come and have a session at ours or whatever, and I'll have a look. And we are finding now, especially at this time, being difficult, um, we have guys looking to how much is the membership, sort of half price what I'm paying now, and they're looking to like save a few, few, few pounds. So we're getting them through the door that way. Um, people come and try it, and we, we do. We have a really good retention. We have a really good retention. Yeah. I think, you know, that, that retention does help, right? Cause those members that are coming in and have been loyal members with us for a long time, they're going to naturally talk about us. And when they talk mm -hmm. about us, we grow. Um, and so that feels pretty good when we see, um, our, our membership growing, um, because through word of mouth, um, beyond word of mouth and kind of the, the pace of, that people are talking, do you guys do any sort of advertisement for your facility? Yeah, we do. Um, there's a local uh, newspaper that's out in the supermarket there, um, the independent newspaper. We have an advertising there every month. Um, that, that's the main thing that we do. Um, again, marketing isn't a massive budget that we use. Um, well, we have got we have got a limited budget, but we you know we do every every month and the Christmas time and uh, Easter time. Do you know the main one? But we do do a lot of advertising in newspapers. Mm -hmm. So when you do the newspaper advertisements, do you feel like you get a return on that investment? Like, do you have a steady flow of leads that come in from the newspaper or is it kind of hard to track that? It's, it's difficult to track apart from the, the Google or what I will do. We do get a phone call because it's just the number that's on there, the telephone number. I do ask it, you know, where, where have you seen the advert? And there are quite a few that will say, oh, it's the magazine I've picked up in the newspaper. It's the newspaper from the supermarket or whatever. But I couldn't tell you for definite how many from there. But for what we pay, if it was two or three members a month, it would be worth it. it, it for the cost, it would be worth it. Yeah. Um I think that newspapers, you know, it's kind of hit or miss because like we do have, you know, the population of people in the world who do read newspapers, but then we have a pretty big population of people who no longer even pick up a yes. newspaper. Yeah. Um, and what I've seen a lot of businesses in this industry and even beyond, um, you know, post COVID specifically is really utilizing social media. Is that something that you guys use to kind of grow and get new faces in? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we're we not overactive on that. It's something that we really do need to step up a little bit. Um, but again, I don't want to sort of bombard people with the same things all the time on the Instagram and, and the Facebook. Like I say, we do tend to put things sporadically, I would say, um, as when there's something to say, we do it rather than, you know, rather than saturate it all the time. You know, if we've got some new equipment coming in or with a new PC, we'll put that there. I'll do the odd story on Instagram from our members to keep the interest there. Um, but again, I don't saturate the market with our social media. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's a difference between like saturating and putting out valuable uh, mm -hmm. content. Uh, you know, the people that are just constantly like pushing like, um, like uh, advertisements and they're not also coupling that with like valuable information, they're not going to see the return that they want. Yeah. But in 2022, the best way to grow your business is utilizing digital forms of advertising like Facebook, like Instagram, and really pushing yeah. and growing those. Do you see that you guys will ever make a bigger push on those platforms? Certainly will, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so valuable, but most of us, we're fitness people. We're not social media experts. So it's something that we have to learn um, if we you know want to utilize that in the future to grow. But Kind of to switch the the pace of the conversation here, I want to ask you, Gareth, looking at your business right now, what's the big bottleneck? Like we all have them, kind of that one thing that keeps you awake at night that you're still trying to like put your finger on, you're still trying to figure it out. What is that? And then what are you going to do to overcome it? At the minute, the biggest thing is whether the electric bill is going to go up any more than it already has. Uh, that's that's the one thing. Again, um, we're quite fortunate that we've got a really good level of rent in, in the gym from being there for so long. We do get looked after quite well. Um, so there's nothing really holding me back from doing whatever at the moment. Um, the, the, the money coming in is more than enough to cover the bills. Um, so it doesn't keep me awake that way. Um, there's nothing really, I would say, that's worrying me about it at the minute. It's just ticking over really nicely. Really? There's not like one thing within your business where you're like, hey, we really need to improve on this because if we don't improve on this now, it will hold us back from where we want to go. Um, difficult question. Um, it's nothing that's worrying me at all, Brooke. I can be honest with you, no, there's nothing that's holding us back. Um, no, really, honestly, I'm, I'm being honest there. Nothing, no, no. Very, very interesting. We have to get you to come speak on this podcast to other gym owners because I've never talked to anybody who didn't have a challenge. So that's pretty mm. impressive, um, you know, for you. Now to kind of flip that, if you don't have any challenges right now, where are you looking to take this? Ideally, I can hand you a magic wand. All your dreams, all your goals for the business came true. What would that picture look like for you? I would really really like to just upgrade the full cardiovascular equipment we've got in the gym like i told you before we've not got the room to expand it but just to get the quality equipment in that would be the only thing again with us being an independent gym it's owned by my, me and my business partner we don't owe anything we buy everything outright the only thing would that would again the one thing holding me back there would be the ultimate cash flow which would be 20 30 thousand pounds which would then let us buy the quality equipment we've got good equipment there now it's just getting a bit old it needs replacing so that would be the only thing that i would really like okay so kind of updating the cardio equipment i'm sure your members would really appreciate that mm -hmm. as well what do you feel like you need to do to put yourself in the position to go ahead and make that investment in new cardio equipment well, we do okay wages-wise. We don't we don't struggle there. So what we do, we do put a little bit to one side. Um, to be perfectly honest, during the pandemic, um, we did get quite a few grants from the local authority. We were well looked after, to be honest. Um, again, our rent is quite low. Um, the rates are negligible. The main thing is the bill is the electric. That costs us more than anything every month. So we are putting money aside. We have got quite a bit, a nice little pot there to one side. 
but I've liked the impact. We've been able to buy two or three pieces of equipment, which will have a real good impact in there. Uh, we've probably enough for one, maybe two at the minute, but I'd like to go sort of grand scale and just upgrade that. That would be fantastic. Yeah. So just kind of being able to continue to put some money away to, yeah. um, you know, make the the investment in those equip in that, that equipment. And so like realistically, timeline wise, when do you think you, like how far out are you guys from updating all of that equipment? I would think by summer next year will be will be significant improvement in what we've got in there. If you could increase your revenue and do it sooner, is that something that you'd be like opposed to if you could figure out a way to do that? Certainly, yeah, certainly. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, in this industry, especially like you've been doing this since 2006. Um, you know, we kind of like get this rhythm where like we're, we're really making things work. We're making this solid amount of money every single month. Um, that sometimes it's like, Hey, like maybe if we made this little change, we could really increase and grow in that area of our business, but making a change after doing the same thing for so long, it's hard. We don't mm-hmm. want to make a change because we don't want to, you know, have it not work out. So I, I understand now, last but not least, what word of advice would you give to somebody who is fairly new to this industry? Like somebody just starting out. Imagine yourself back in 2006, like what would be something that you wish somebody had told you back then um, along the business side of, of being a gym owner? Yeah, um, I, I mean, I came into it after it was over for a year. Um, I think the key word for any independent gym owner would be flexibility. Certainly be flexible in your outlook on, on, your, on your memberships. Um, try to accommodate everyone, give everyone a chance. Um, gone are the days now where there's only like the independent, the, um, the, the commercial gyms, there's people who are opening gyms there, but you've got to offer something different. A lot of the gyms around our place now, the commercial ones are going back to the 30 days, no contract. We've always done that it does reap benefits because people can come from other gyms and they'll try you out. Just pitch at the level of the area that you're in. That's the thing. There's no point in pitching at 50, 60 pounds a month if you're in an area that can't afford it. Give everybody a chance and you'll reap the rewards that way. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I appreciate you sharing that that piece of advice there because that is definitely something that any gym owner can like take away um, you know, somebody who's new or somebody even who has been doing this for a little while that they can apply that into their business. So, um, I appreciate you sharing that with us now, before we head out, what is your website? Where can our listener go to find out more about what you do over at, you know, your future fitness gym? Okay. If you follow us on Instagram, the links are there. It's at future fitness Bolton. Um, if you look on there, the links to the website and the Facebook is all in there. Perfect. Excited to go ahead and check it out. Thank you so much for being here today, Gareth. Um, And um, we really, really appreciate your time. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay updated about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, 
Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lawrence Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us today, our guest on the show is Mr. Ben Ringenberg of Anytime Fitness out of Pleasant Hill, Iowa. Ben, what is going on today? How are you, sir? Just living the dream, working, working, lifting, and then four more months till Marshall season. Living the dream, the fitness yes, business owner dream. Ben, I'm excited to dig into this. I, I've had this conversation with Anytime Fitness owners in the past, and there's always some variance. There's always some nuance to how each individual and Anytime Club is run. So I get to enjoy picking your brain and, and sharing in your experience here. For the context for people listening, I don't think we need to do too much in terms of explaining what Anytime Fitness is. I think most people know what it is at this point. But I'm interested in hearing how you got into the brand. So take us back a little bit to the beginning of your Anytime Fitness tenure. And tell us kind of first and foremost, what inspired you to open your own? And and how has your experience as a gym owner been thus far? Uh, Yes, sir. Um, Before I started working here, I was working at another uh, gym. And uh, um, we were on vacation at Lake the Ozarks out in the middle of the lake. And I mentioned to my parents that I'd like to open my own gym. Uh, they'd come into some money instead of uh, putting it in the bank and just having it sit there. They decided to, they actually approached me a few weeks later and uh, said they've, uh, they thought about what I'd said about opening my own gym. And uh, they looked into it and they thought that uh, Anytime Fitness is, uh, at the time was uh, the best franchise in the country to, to open and uh, number five in the world as a, as a franchise to open. So we, uh, um, Looked into a little further, and uh, Newton, are, I'm from Newton originally, and uh, they already had Anytime Fitness, um, and they all have to be at least three miles apart. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and we've been going to Pleasant Hill on a regular basis to uh, the movie theater to watch movies uh, at a new theater at the time, and it's an awesome theater. And I uh, found out after some little uh, research, um, Anytime Fitness was scheduled to be put here, but they, the people backed out. And uh, and so we uh, wanted the opportunity. There's a gym not just a, a block from here that had a huge uh, following, uh, and they uh, closed three months before we opened. And uh, and Pleasant Hill does not have uh, a gym. Uh, there's only about eight thousand people here in Pleasant Hill, but there's sixty thousand that drive by every day. We're mm-hmm. by a bypass. There's sixty thousand every time you look out the window. There's a car driving by, and there's a suburb of Des Moines. I can be downtown Des Moines in fifteen minutes. Um, and uh, there's another community not far from here, and uh, there's a, a major bypass that goes between uh, uh, the freeway and the interstate, and uh, it's not anything for people to drive by and, and stop in and work out, um, and uh, so it's a small community, but it's, uh, there's only three stoplights in the whole community, but 60,000 yeah, people yeah. drive by every day. So <laughs> uh, somewhat of a transient town, small town population, but decent traffic through nonetheless. Yes. We wanted to to get this open closer to us, but Pleasant Hill provided a solid backup option. What spoke to you specifically about 
Anytime Fitness, Ben. Why not another fitness franchise? That's a good question. Um, I looked into it. I, I was I was not familiar with Anytime Fitness. And my parents were the ones that brought it to me and uh, um, explained it to me. And uh, the more I got into it, and then uh, uh, the more interested I was, um, I picked out all the equipment in here. I already had a background in uh, the gym business. I've been working, uh, I think I worked uh, four years at the, at the gym I was at before I came here. Already, uh, so I picked out all the equipment in here, picked out everything. Um, besides, I think my mom maybe picked out the three machines. Um, and I already had a background in uh, training. Um, I got certified. I've been certified. I've been working here 11 years. I think I've been certified through ACE for 10 years. And uh, I was a health uh, health, um, a health coach for a gym before I came here. So new members would join and they would, uh, it would be my job to explain them what it meant to be fine, be a fine athlete, uh, what to do, what not to do um, as, a, as a fine athlete. And just get a good start in the gym, show them how to use the equipment, um, give a tour, all that good stuff. Um, and I asked some questions. The number one question I asked my members at the gym before is why did you join the gym? And the most frequent thing I'd hear people say is they want their kids to hear them say, I have to go to the gym. And, uh, and that's, that's uh, really good to hear because it, uh, it makes their kids want to work out. Mm-hmm. And uh, because it's a good example, it's like they want their kids to say, here's, I want to go to the gym or I got to go to the gym. Yeah. And, uh, and so the, the Anytime brand with its family nature resonated with you it was community-based it's it's designed to serve anybody and everybody in a safe fun healthy manner i can get behind that in the the 10 or 11 years that you've been doing this ben something must have gone right we're still here right there's there's victory to be said in that so far so what's been your favorite part about being a business owner and what's been the most challenging part about being a business owner so far? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I love my job. Uh, so I love uh, it's my favorite place to be. I'm either here or I'm at home. Um, if I'm anywhere else, maybe Walmart or hy <laughs> you know, but uh, um, I, uh, I love to work. It takes a lot of my time because I am the only employee. Um, and, uh, um, and for me, it's, you know, um, if you enjoy it, you do, you, you really won't work a day in your life because you're, you're having fun with what you're doing. And uh, and I enjoy the work itself. It's not so much, um, you know, it, it's the work itself I like. Um, and uh, the challenging part for me would be, uh, uh, the hardest part for me is probably uh, learning when to call it a day and not overwork because, you know, you don't want to overdo it. Can it can be easy to fall into that trap. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got your own business and it's like, well, um, you know, you got to learn when to call it a day and go home and, and enjoy some free time. That's probably the hardest thing for me. But uh, yeah. that, I love my job. So, <laughs> And so I, I think that's somewhat the norm in our industry is that gym owners by nature are not afraid of a little hard work. 10, 12, 15 hour days are, are somewhat the norm for people in our industry. I want to pick your brain because uh, over the years, I, I assume that you know more about running a business today than you do 12 yes. or so years ago. I'm sure you've learned some lessons on this. So start us off with the marketing aspect of this, Ben. For you over your time, what's worked well for you and what hasn't worked so well for you? Yes. Um, in the past, uh, we've uh, always advertised the local magazine for the community. Um, and uh, and uh, we've done some other ads and things like that. But uh, what worked 
really well for us was there's a, a golf course uh, in here in Pleasant Hill uh, that uh, uh, has a lot of people like to uh, play golf, and uh, that's been really well worked really well for us. Uh, the fact that we're on East University here, right here in the center of Pleasant Hill, and sixty thousand people drive by every day. Um, when I get like January, like it's dark at four thirty at night, and our signs lit up, is uh, one of the best advertisements we could have. Um, yeah. When people drive by at, at rush hour and they see the front of our building and see the sign by the street and see the front of our building lit up with the type fitness across the front, um, it's that is our best advertisement. Um, and then uh, uh, in the summertime when it's light till nine o'clock at night, um, summers tend to be a little quieter uh, for membership. But even even the last several years, we've seen steady in the summertime as well. But we get slammed in January. January would yeah. tend to be the busiest time of our year. And uh, we could get pretty, it's awesome. I love it. My favorite time of year. Yeah. And so you've, we've, we've advertised in a local magazine over the years. What about uh, the online space, Ben? Has that been yes. social media or a website? Has that been a focus for you over the years? Definitely. Uh, we're on Yelp um, and uh, on Google. Um, and, uh, we're also, uh, we have our own webpage, of course, through Anti Fitness. And, uh, and yes, a lot of people will just Google Anti Fitness, our webpage will pop up, and uh, they'll decide to come check us out. Yep. And they can now, do like a seven day pass also. Yeah. And so people can find you in a number of different ways. How, how big of an influence do you think social media has been in what you've done? Has that been? a big focus for you throughout your time? That's a good question. Um, I hear a lot of people, um, I think the most frequent thing I hear people say is they just walk in, but I think that's due to lo our location. Um, and uh, But uh, today's day and age, everybody just uh, does a search for gyms in their area or gyms near me. And uh, so, uh, and, uh, um, and every time Google calls and uh, wants to ramp up our, we don't pay anything to ramp it up, but uh, we, we're, we're um, our allocation, online um it's pretty good when somebody does a search for but where that there aren't a whole lot of gyms in this area either there's a lot of other communities that aren't far away that have a lot of gyms des moines have a ton of gyms and it's like 15 minutes from here there's another community called two and seven miles from here as and several gyms um and but uh, uh but if somebody does a search for pleasant hill or something like that or uh or in the area and our location pops up uh, i think that's uh, just a, a local search is very uh, beneficial to our facility. Got it. Yeah. And so as I gather, people are finding you in a number of ways. On a marketing front, it's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all approach. We're getting leads from a number of sources. When somebody reaches out, Ben, walk me through what a typical sales process looks and feels like. How does somebody actually go about signing up? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, if somebody just walks in off the street and uh, you know, I introduce myself um, and uh, ask them how I can help them, and if they say they're interested in joining, I say, would you like a tour? Would you like to talk prices? Um, and some people like a tour. Some people prefer not to have a tour. They know the way around the gym, okay. Um, other people just want to go ahead and join up, um, but I still explain the prices to them afterwards after they say they just want to join. Um, and uh, I can sign somebody up in 15 minutes or less. Um, it's, uh, um, and if they want to do a tour, maybe an additional five minutes. And uh, um, it's uh, just the, there's a formula to fill out or there's, we do it on paper or there's an iPad. We, uh, Anytime Fitness has got an iPad 
for uh, for signing people up. So the contract is actually uh, digital on an iPad, and uh, it's very convenient. Now, um, and yeah, it's pretty simple. I've, and most people, uh, I'd say 98, 99% of people that walk in here um, end up joining. Uh, the yeah, very few, yeah. very few people do I ever have a window shopper that say, ah, I'm gonna look around or I'm gonna keep thinking. Well, I almost everybody that comes in to join. They almost all say, decide to join. Um, very seldom does somebody say they'll come back or they'll get to think on it. It does happen from time to time, but the majority of people that come in already have their mind made if they want to join a gym. And uh, our prices are reasonable. Uh, we're 24 7, 365. Uh, a lot of times they pull right up to the front door, get right in. Um, it's a gym for busy club. It's a, a busy club for busy people. So it's uh, it works out really well. Uh, my members, uh, um, a lot of more headphones would provide music as well. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it takes about, somebody can literally be signed up 15 minutes or less, and they just have to come in with the intent to join. I explain the process, um, uh, how much it costs, um, explain the billing uh, that it's, uh, and we did it as they join. Because so billing is automatically drafted. I'm going to do a bank draft or a card. Um, and uh, it's real simple to sign people up. Okay. They have to so, want to join, but yeah. Hypothetically, this person signs up. Anytime Fitness has has somewhat become known for services beyond just basic membership. And, and I understand that that's a little bit of a component here for you. Tell me what else is available. Once somebody signs up, what else can they do? That's a good question. Oh, we have treadmills, ellipticals, and bikes, of course. We have the circuit. We have the free weights. We have 600 square foot of free weights, all hammer strength. Our uh, circuit's all uh, life fitness. There are two tiers to choose from with the top tier. Uh, in addition to the membership, but we also have an exercise room where they select a course, 120 screen scrolls on the wall. That's included in the membership, so it doesn't cost any extra. Um, and it's uh, fitness on request. Um, it, uh, we've had it since we opened uh, 11 years ago. Um, it's uh, it's awesome. Um, it doesn't have a huge demand for our uh, abuse, but the members of, our members like having it as, a, as an option. Um, what happens is they select a course, 120 screen scrolls on the wall, and they do a class on their own schedule. Uh, that's free, included in the membership as well. Um, in addition to that, so we don't really have a necessity for instructors for classes because we have the fitness on request. And I put three uh, instructors on the screen. One's a beginner, one's intermediate, one's advanced. And then in addition to that, we offer tanning. Tanning is just still $10 a month. We want to do it for the duration of the contract. $20 we want to do a month here and a month there. Um, and uh, um, so that's something else we offer. We have a, a men's room, a women's room, of course, uh, first available shower rooms, um, and then uh, I do personal training on the side, um, uh, as addition to being the manager and, uh, and and the caretaker of the facility, I do uh, uh, train members. I turn out to train more than a couple of members a, month, a week, um, like, and uh, I do have one member that uh, I don't even know how many sessions he's bought, and he's bought numerous, and he just plans on, he said, plan on him being an indefinite um, client and personal training. He's been an excellent client and uh, we meet every week and uh, have a good time. Uh, he loves to work out. Um, he was uh, um, heavy, he, to be honest, he was 540 pounds. And uh, he joined here, he was about 400 pounds. Um, and he's uh, now down about 340, uh, 327 he said last time, 327. Uh, he's like down 225. Um, and uh, he comes into his cardio numerous days a week. Uh, and plus uh, the, the resistance weight training. Uh, he's, he's an awesome guy. He just uh, has an obesity problem, wants to get healthy. Um, and uh, he said he's just playing on an indefinite um, 
client for personal training, which I'm pretty happy about. And then if anybody in addition to that wants to train, um, try to do more than two clients a week, just because uh, um, in addition to that, it's uh, the caretaking and, uh, and the management of the facility as well. Yeah. And so have we kicked around the idea at any point in the past to offload some of that training? I know you said that that a lot of this is simply because of time and, and not being able to take care of all of these different things, but has the idea of staffing crossed your mind as this business continues on into the future? That's a good question. I, I don't really think there's enough work for two people um, to add a single employee. Um, I'm pretty content with, uh, I enjoy doing all the work myself. I, I love to work. I love my job. Um, and uh, um, we've had a second employee in the past and uh, she was a nice employee, did a good job, but there, um, we had a lot of downtime because there, was, uh, there wasn't enough work for two people, in my opinion. Now, it's not a common for me to have to work late. It's not a common for me to have to put in extra hours. But uh, to me, that's more beneficial than uh, having time on your hands uh, with a second employee. Um, and uh, um, so it's, uh, I personally like to do all the work myself. And I've gotten more efficient. I'm still learning better ways to do things. And I've been here 11 years. I still can learn things, a better way to do something. And uh, so I get, I'm getting way more efficient. And uh, personal training only takes about an hour. And an hour goes by very quickly. So uh, uh, I can manage my day and I make the adjustments accordingly. Uh, sure. But uh, time management is, uh, is crucial. Um, and it doesn't always work out the way I planned. You know, people want well to walk in, can walk in off the street and things like that. But uh, um, but once we lock the door, then I can make it some time and, and get all done very quickly. Yep. And so it's it's been an idea. We've tried it. We didn't quite have the demand for it. It falls back to you. Forecast this thing out for me, Ben. We've been doing this for north of a decade now. Yeah. What's your goal for the business here moving forward? What are we What are we still looking to accomplish? That's a good question. I'd like to maintain where I'd like to be at 800 member club and maintain that. Um, for about to remember that I already quit. There's about somebody ready to start. Um, and uh, um, I've been here 11 years and feel like I'm just getting warmed up. I got at least another 20, 30 years with me. Um, I yeah. love to work. I love my job. Um, and uh, it's my favorite place to be. So it's uh, I'm not getting rich by any means, but I, but uh, I, I do love my job. That certainly helps in our industry. I think it requires a a certain type of person to find success in fitness. And twelve plus years in, Ben, you you clearly are doing something right to find <laughs> success. So it's a it's a pretty good place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. But I I really appreciate your willingness to share and, and kind of give us a behind the scenes on how you operate your club. I'm excited to see what the future holds for you because even just maintaining in our industry is a victory in these times. So I can't thank you enough for your, your time today. And, and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward, Ben. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, thanks for the invitation to be on air. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's awesome. Great experience. Thank you. I can't thank you enough to everyone who tuned in. Thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Stuart from CrossFit BL out of the UK. Hey, Stuart. How are you doing today? Hey, Emily. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, it's good to see you. Good to speak to you. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So we're really excited to have you on today. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of everything that you have going on at CrossFit BL, first tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Um. Well, we're a CrossFit gym. Um, I think a lot of people might realize what CrossFit is. <clears throat> I used to play competitive rugby. Um, got injured. Got fat, um, didn't like going to the gym and doing bicep curls. So was trying to find some way to keep that competitive edge mm-hmm. in my life. So started researching, doing a wee bit of CrossFit and found that that's what I enjoyed doing because there is that competitive aspect to it. Um, from there, it just developed, decided to try and help some people that I knew. And then the business just started to slowly start to grow by teaching people properly, um, people getting results pretty quickly. Uh, from there, I decided to open CrossFit BL, um, and that was eight years ago, and it's just steadily grown now um, to where we are today. Okay. So where would you say that your drive to want to help people is coming from? Because you mentioned earlier that you did rugby, you got injured, and I think you said you got fat after that. Yeah, I got fat. Okay. We all get fat at we all get fat at a stage and get ourselves into a hole that we don't know how to get out of. Yeah. Uh, and when I saw the benefits that it was giving me flexibility wise, everything that CrossFit does that I find good, I tried to relate it across to other people um, that were maybe in the same position as what I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just seemed to grow from there. You got somebody else coming to ask for some help. Somebody else coming. Um, then started doing certificates, courses, um, and then decided to open CrossFit BL to actually help the community. At the start, it wasn't really a business that I I didn't look at it like a business. I looked at it more like a community help area. And then I realized I got to start looking to make some money, cover the bills, cover the rent, and make myself a little bit of money wouldn't say I'm making millions but you always like to make a wee bit of money <laughs> okay so 
give us your elevator pitch. Like what services are you offering your community? Services that I offer. Um, I'm offering that community aspect to start off with. Um, and if you come in and follow what I offer and follow instruction well, you will see results pretty quickly. And I've been able to stand by that. So my pitch is come to BL, be taught properly. And you'll learn stuff quickly and you will get fitter very quickly. Yeah. So uh, I've always been the aspect, if you listen to what you're being told, and do as you're told to a certain degree, then you will see results and you will be successful. Yeah. So I know that, you know, before we got on the air, we were talking about like the sessions that you guys have. So I think you said you have group sessions, one-on-one um, -on -one personal training, and then also like cardio sweat-based classes. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, at the start, it was all CrossFit and I was very much in the CrossFit head of CrossFit's the best. Uh, and if you do CrossFit, you talk about CrossFit and you do CrossFit. A lot of people do that. And then I realized there's a different side of the community that don't actually want to lift a barbell. You don't want to be able to do bar muscle ups, et cetera. So I thought, well, why less, why not start up like a, a sweat class for people who just want to come in, jump on machines and do some cardio and just do their sweat, get their calories burnt. Mm -hmm you know, doing a bit of body weight and doing machines. So it was a different membership that I could add to my business. Um, then we have women's only classes. Okay. So there's one of our coaches who rents the space and she does a women's only class, which is also another income because sometimes women feel a little bit intimidated by guys with six packs and packs and t-shirts off and if you can give them something that they're comfortable in, yeah, they will start lifting barbells, but aren't intimidated by that six pack freak in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really cool. Just you know, having that safe spin, safe space for you know women to come in and just to get their foot in the door, because sometimes that's really all it takes. Yeah, and once once those guys are in, those ladies are in, and they've dipped their toe into it is based on the CrossFit, what they're doing. But once they've dipped their toe in it, then they're like, yeah, I want to go and try a proper class. And then you can maybe get those guys pulled out of that ladies only class into your full membership. Okay. You know, once they see that it's not all egotistical and six packs out, it's just that fear factor that women have, you know, going to a gym sometimes. I'm not just saying women, but people do be intimidated by what they look at on YouTube, which isn't completely true of what you see in a CrossFit gym. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how you find your clients to fill your classes up. From a marketing standpoint, what have you done to get people in the door? Um, at the start, it was very much word of mouth. And it grew well, but then I realized you've got to start looking at hiring professional photographers, getting proper photographs taken, getting those out on the social media, you know, offering packages. Social media is a, it's a massive marketing um, platform. And I can be quite prone that I don't use it quite as often maybe as I should. Um, 
but it is massive. You know, if you start promoting stuff on, on Instagram and doing for paid ads, you do reach a large catchment area. Um, and if people see something nice on Instagram, they sometimes want to try that or, or Facebook or whatever the platform may be. But it, you have to use those marketing tools that are there. And I find that when you do pay for some of the, you know, the added benefits on the platforms, you do see a lot more intake. Really? That's interesting. So are you, so you're, you guys are on Instagram. What other social media platforms are you on? Uh, just on, we're on Facebook and Instagram, not on Twitter or anything like that. Uh, those are the only two really that I'm on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So have you ever thought about looking into paid advertising? I haven't really, no. Uh, yeah. Not really, no. Okay. Is there any particular reason why? No, I just... I, I don't know why. I just... I like a lot of people to come by word of mouth. Um, but I do realize you've got to use some platforms. Um, and not, not technology savvy. So, you know, I do have another coach who does a good bit of that marketing for me. Um, mm -hmm. She's a bit more computer literate than what I would be. Yeah. Uh, like I've said, I'd rather stand and coach with a barbell on my hand than I would sitting on a laptop doing figures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Um, let's talk about like the stuff in the business that you do that may not be exciting, like coaching a class and training your clients. What are some of the things as a business owner that you do on a daily basis that are, are boring, like tracking and things like that? Yeah, well, every day, like I'll sort of look who's been in. Um, I use a platform there, a booking, a booking system. Um, and I, you regularly check it during the day to see who's been in, who hasn't been in. If somebody hasn't been in for 10 days, you need to drop that person a message. Um, you know, you see, you've got to track stuff every day and every week, you know, to see where the attendance rate is, to see who's been missing. Because if you don't keep up with that, people gradually just fall out of the system and then you've lost a member. Mm -hmm. Um if, if I notice somebody hasn't been in for 10 days or a fortnight, I'll fire them a message and just ask them, is everything okay? And it might be just something as simple as they've had the flu or they've been unwell and they haven't felt up to coming back to the gym, but at least they know you've reached out to them mm -hmm. and you've tried to, you know, maybe they're having a downtime, whether, you know, they've got a bad mood or they just haven't been feeling up to the gym. You can try and turn that around by just dropping them a simple message it sort of makes like those those members and clients feel like you, you know, you care whether they come or not. Yeah. So yeah. I, I do that quite regularly. Um, because once you see people not coming in, your membership then will start to drop, and then you're not getting your rent covered, and you're not getting your car payments made. You're not getting. So you have to just keep watching what's going on on a daily basis. to track how many people are coming in the door, but it's also important that you know your numbers uh, when it comes to the, the amount of people that might be leaving every month because those two numbers are going to, to offset each other. 
So you know, for a long time, I saw the new faces coming in. Um, this is my own problem. You saw new faces coming in, but you weren't watching people at the bottom end who mm -hmm. have maybe been with you six or eight months, but it just sort of filtered away. You were more worried about the new people coming in than you were about people who had been with you for a period of time. Right. And just because you haven't saw them, you sort of forget about them because you've got to look at all the new people coming in. You've got to look after your bread and butter who have been there for a long time. You know, you can't let those people drift away because they're the people that have got you to where you are today. Yeah. So, I mean, would you say that it's definitely easier to make sure you're nurturing, you know, your OGs and the members that have been with you for a long period of time versus actually going out and figuring out how to get new people? Yeah, like a, for today, for example, there is a girl who hasn't been in for two weeks. So I fired her a message, but she's been with me for five, six years. Oh, wow. But it was it was important for me to message her because she's gave me a lot of money over the last six years, as opposed to me running out to try and get somebody to come in and try a free caster class. That guy may try a free caster, caster class, and you might never see them again. But you could have forgot about your member who's been there six years and was slowly just filtering out. But... I now know the reason why she wasn't in, and she's happy that I sent her a message and, you know, checked up on her. Yeah. So on the other end of the spectrum, when you do have new people coming in, like, do you have, like, systems in place to just make it easy for you to follow up with people, even if they may come in for a class and not necessarily decide to try the gym? Like, what's your follow-up system look like? Yeah, so it's, it's all coming through the social media. Um, People contact me through that. Then we have a, they'll message me, they'll get a free taster class. And then once they've finished their class that evening, if I have six, seven new people in for a taster, I make sure that I sit down and I message each person. So there's a follow-up system. There's a follow-up system every evening if I've got new people in that I follow up with them. Okay. If I haven't heard in two or three days from them, I'll follow up again. So you're always chasing the people that you've had. Now, if they turn around and say they're not going to join because it wasn't for them, well, that's you know that's up to themselves, but at least there was a system followed and you've checked it off and make sure that you're trying to get as many in as you can. Mm -hmm. So is this something that, because uh, I know you do have four other trainers, do yeah. they also help you out with this kind of stuff as well? Like, what is your role in your business now? It's more along the lines of managing it as such. I still coach, don't get me wrong. Um, but everything comes through me. So I, myself and my partner, um, she she gets the notifications, I get the notifications. I'll follow up on it. But if I happen to miss something, at least I know that um, Nicola will then come to me and say, you missed that one, you've got to follow that up. And then I can follow that up from there. Mm -hmm. So I'm being double-checked in the background. <laughs> okay, yes, it's definitely, you know, good to always have that support. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about the future and also some challenges that you guys might be going through right now. So is there 
anything like challenges or struggles that you are, you guys are currently working towards overcoming? Um, no. We've sort of got over it, but after the, obviously the pandemic of COVID and stuff, it was very slow to get going again. You know, you still had that 50-50 on the fence. People wanted to come to the gym, but didn't. They might have had people at home who were, you know, at risk. Um, so it was just trying to encourage those people back. Um, but also trying to find new members who wanted to come. And a lot of people wanted to get back into health and fitness, but were just a wee bit wary, mm-hmm. you know, with groups, with group sessions and stuff. Um, so that's really when I started offering, you know, a, um, PTs or online programming or one-to-ones um, just to try and get people sort of back into the way of training properly. Um, and that's definitely helped the business. Yeah, Okay. So as we come to a close here, um, we're going to talk a little bit about like your long-term goals and the vision that you have for your gym, uh, CrossFit BL. Let's say that I was a genie and I gave you three wishes. What would those three wishes be, you know, on the business side of things? How would you want your business to look from the inside out? Keeping like the long-term goals that you have in mind. If you were a genie, <laughs> um, <laughs> ideally, I would love to have two hundred members. Okay, uh, but happy and content members um, who wanted to stay with you for years upon years. You know, uh, yeah. Obviously, you want the perfect gym. You know, you, you want to have. On a second wish, you want to have saunas, steam rooms, ice baths. You, you want to have everything for your clients. Yeah. But it's just getting to that point. Um, I would love to have at least twice the size of what I have. Really? Uh, with a complete cardio section, free uh-huh. weight section, like an open gym section. I would love to have a CrossFit floor. You know, uh, I would love a gym that had everything in it. You know, so you have your cardio station section, you have an open gym with weights, weights machines, et cetera, et cetera. And then a CrossFit gym on one end of it. And then obviously recovery rooms and stuff as well. But we don't all get our wishes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing, uh, Stuart. Uh, this is a really good time for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, we're located in County Tyrone, in a place called Dungannon in Ireland. Um, or you can go on to Instagram, Facebook, CrossFit BL, fire me a message and you know I'll get back to you because I'll have somebody behind me hounding me. <laughs> All righty, well, thank you so much, Stuart. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And we're looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. You know, we definitely want to see you spruce up your gym with the steam rooms and the saunas and, you know, a building that's twice as big. So to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button, excuse me, and click the link in the description. Fill it out and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out.
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.